Welcome to Parenting in Acadia, a podcast brought to you by Woman's Foundation. Our goal is to provide you with quality information from local experts to support you in your parenting journey. Hello and welcome. This morning we have Hi. Kristen Boutte with uh, Faith House. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you for having us. Um, Kristen, tell us a little bit about Faith House and what you do over there. Well, Faith House is a private nonprofit center for abused individuals, women, children, and male victims as well. And what we would, what we do is we, of course, provide safe shelter for women and children in need. Um, we have our non-residential services. Uh, so if they need counseling, one-on-ones, we have that support groups. We also have our education program that you know teaches prevention. Uh, but there's so diff- so many different programs uh, combined in our center. We also have our new justice centers. We have one here in Lafayette Parish and one in uh, North Louisiana, Sinlaw, um, which helps a victim go and get services wherever they need in one place. So if they need the police officers, there's the police officers there as a partner. We have Faith House, we have our legal uh, advocates to help them as well, and many other organizations to help. So that way they don't have to travel from here to there to receive services. So we basically do what we can to help any victims flee, fleeing the domestic violence in their home. And you guys offer a lot of education as well. So I know you do a lot of work in the community to try to prevent the the violence before it even reaches that point. We uh, actually, during the school year, in seven of our parishes, I go into the schools, elementary, middle, and high school, and actually some technical colleges and colleges, um, and just talk about prevention. We start at a young age. We start with the basics, uh, you know, when you're angry, let's talk about ways that you can make yourself feel better without hitting your friends. And then we go up into healthy friendships, how to notice those signs of an unhealthy friendship or a relationship. Um, and we try to communicate as well as with parents and older groups of people, even the nursing homes, just to kind of let them know that you may have been experiencing this for years and just didn't know it. So um, prevention is just our key um, with our education program. Just whoever hear us, we will we will educate them on domestic violence. And today we're here to talk about something uh, that that's it's a little touchy, I guess. It's teen dating violence. Right. So what is teen teen dating violence? Well, teen dating violence is a pattern of controlling behaviors so um, what the abuser does is holds things um, to maintain that power so they do it by physically hurting this person emotionally or mentally uh, psychologically anything to control that person um, to to have them you know where exactly where they want them at all times it's a it's definitely something that we see very often and it's more more noticeable now than it ever has been, um, especially when it starts sometimes at the age of 12 when I go into middle schools and I hear that a girl's boyfriend has already hit her or, or choked her, you know, at 12 years old. So it's, it's definitely something that is um, really, really bad right now. So, which is so scary for parents. Absolutely. Uh, with middle school and high school age kids. 
Um, what are some signs that a teen might be a victim? Like, what are some signs that parents can look so, for? So, some signs that parents can look for um, are some different signs that maybe a teen will see. Because the parent may not know everything, but some of the signs for the parents to look for is if they're spending less time with their friends or family. So, if you notice that your child is just not wanting to be where they usually are, or they just met this new person and they're nonstop trying to spend time with this person and you just feel that there's something missing or there's something hitting, hidden right there. Um, another thing is excessive text messaging, phone calls. Um, that's just some of the things to look for because, um, for example, if your child eats dinner at the dinner table with you but they all of a sudden want to bring their cell phone since they met this person, that's almost a sign, hey, this may be a little controlling. Why is that? Why is my child bringing her cell phone everywhere? And why is she making sure she messages this person in a certain time manner? Um, also, if you notice that your child is giving up on those things that were important to them, if you notice they're just, you know, since they met this person, they're just not the same with that. Um, also, grades. If they start slacking in their grades, that's kind of a big sign too, especially when they were pretty good, you know, on a row student, they met this person and all of a sudden their grades are dropping. Um, it's definitely not because of a healthy relationship. It's probably because it's unhealthy. Um, also, if they're being pressured by their boyfriend or girlfriend on what to do, where to go, what to wear, um, a lot of times parents may, may wonder why, you know, all of a sudden their child's style changed. It could be because their dating partner is telling them they don't want them to wear it because they're trying to control them because of their jealousy. Um, also, if you notice that your child is always worried about upsetting their boyfriend or girlfriend, um, that's something that parents could easily notice without letting their child know they see those signs. So, uh, for instance, if, you know, she asks her her daughter if she's going to the movies with her friends, well, I don't know, I have to ask such and such first, or I have to ask my dating partner first. That's a sign to see, you know, as a parent, why is she asking for permission from her boyfriend or, or dating partner to go to the movies when I told her she could? So those are just little things that you can notice without making it obvious to your child. Um, another thing is, of course, if you notice physical uh, bruises or, you know, marks on your child that, you know, you obviously know did, she didn't fall to get that bruise on her face. So those are just some of the signs that you can look for as a parent. So on the opposite end of that, what are signs to look for that your teen might be the abuser. So I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this because sometimes, you know, we, we surely don't want to believe that our children are abusive. We, we don't want to think they do anything wrong. Um, but some of the signs to look for um, is if you notice that maybe uh, your child has been dating or becoming friends with this person and you obviously notice this other person has physical marks on them um, or if your child kind of talks about hitting or, you know, physical abuse. If it's up in conversation when they start to meet that person, that's obviously uh, one of the top, you know, top signs of it. Or if you notice that um, they're very uh, stereotypical 
um, towards their dating partner. Well, you know, my wife is going to cook, clean, stay at home and she better not wear these types of things as a parent that's some of the things that you can correct and say hey listen you shouldn't be controlling like that that's not the way to go um another thing is uh if you notice your child is jealous of everything if you notice your child is wanting to text ask where their dating partner is every moment or um certain things like that to look for uh, especially too, this is another sign is if you notice your child in a relationship is using guilt trips constantly. If you hear maybe a conversation on the phone and uh, you hear them say, well, if you're going to the movies with this person, then what am I going to do all by myself? You know, these are certain signs for a parent to listen for without them actually realizing you're listening. Um, and of course, you can talk to your child about not being controlling. I think if you hear it and you see these signs and you're able to talk to your teen who you may think is being abusive, it, it may help, you know, and as a parent, if you do recognize those signs of them being abusive, you can say, how do you think it feels when you ask him or her to change their clothes? Or how do you think it makes them feel when you're checking on them all the time? You can hold them accountable for those things as a parent when you ask questions about it and not just let it go by, not just let them you know, just keep doing this, stand up for whoever it is, because it's someone's child, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how can a parent help a child in an abusive relationship? Um, a parent, like either a parent or adult can help a child in an abusive relationship by the first thing is making sure the timing is right. You want to make sure to talk about the abuse when it's a good time to share it, not when a bunch of people are around or maybe you and your child are not on good terms for maybe that day or something. You want to make sure it's comfortable for them, not whenever, you know, things aren't right. So that's the first thing. And another thing we always say is use I statements when describing feelings. So let your teen know how concerned you are about their safety. Say, I'm concerned for your safety. What can I do to help? Um, you want to use those terms, the, the I statements. Um, be sure to have specific examples to share with your teen about your concerns. So um, I noticed he was telling you you couldn't go to the movies with your friend. It, it concerns me because we are the only ones who can tell you what to do. We are the only ones who should tell you what to do. That's actually very controlling. So you can use those specific terms and, and, and whenever you talk to them about it, make them feel as comfortable as possible. And one of the biggest thing is biggest things is listen to them and believe them, okay? Even though you think this child is such a great child, the one that they may be friends with or dating, don't say, "Oh, he's such a nice kid." You know, he's he's such a great person. I couldn't imagine him hurting you or saying something. Maybe you just thought he did. Don't belittle them and not believe them because they'll never ever say a thing to you about it again. Uh another thing is um let your teen have control of their decisions. So ask them, hey, listen, you know this isn't right. You know he or she shouldn't be doing this to you. What do you think we should do or you should do about this? Do you feel like you should break up with him? Do you feel like maybe, you know, you should tell him or her about what they just did to you to hurt your feelings? So talk to them about that. Of course, be a great role model, supportive. Um, and make a safety plan with your teen. And when we talk about safety plans, a safety plan is um, just having ideas of what to do if it escalates. If, you know, if maybe 
the emotional abuse kind of leads to physical. If he ever or she ever decides they, they, they're going to hit you, what can you do? Who can you talk to? Can you talk to me about it? Can you talk to a counselor? Can you break up with them? So it's just different things that you can do with your teen. But the main thing is just to listen to them and believe them. Don't be that parent, which is very hard to do because we all want to do it, is say you better break up with him or her. And if you don't, then you're going to be punished because what are we doing as parents? We're controlling them even more. Um, so we, we want to let them make their own decisions. Um, I think that's the best way for a parent or friend to uh, tell. And another thing is if they're telling you, especially if you're not a parent, if they're telling you about this as an adult, they're telling you, hey, listen, you know, I got abused last night. My boyfriend or girlfriend has been very emotionally abusive, but I really don't want to tell my parents right now. Um, then there are different ways you can go about doing it. Don't immediately call that parent because that might not be the safest thing for her. She or he or she only knows how dangerous the dating partner is. Um, or don't go and call that person's parent, the dating partner's parent. So let's just say, you know, she's being abused. She tells you about it and you're upset and you call that mom, um, that's definitely something you don't want to do because it could escalate the, the abuser mm -hmm. um, to, to make them hurt that person more. So um, those are just a few key things. Um, just believe them, let them make their own decisions. So where can a parent and child go to get help? The first thing is ask them questions. Listen, you're in this situation. Do you know anyone besides me? That you feel comfortable with to help you how about counselors at school do you know someone maybe from faith house uh you know maybe miss miss chris goes into your schools do you recognize her do you think you can talk to her ask them for outlets first and after that tell them well listen i know you know these resources i know where we can get help uh parents can definitely call us and ask questions about it we definitely are here to to help and support any any parent dealing with that, um, as well as adult parents. Um, mm. You know, we see this all the time where parents will call for their adult child because they're concerned for their safety and, and lives. And many times we are on the phones with them, just letting them know what's the wrong and right things to do and to build safety planning with them. And you guys have a 24-hour hotline, is that correct? Yes. So you, if anyone is looking for help in any capacity, they can call that number. Absolutely. Any time of day, any right? Any time of day. We have a crisis advocate there 24 hours a day in seven parishes. Um, even if it's after five in that parish, it will refer to our crisis line. It will be sent over. And you can ask as many questions as you want as to, for, or, or about domestic violence, and we are there. So. That's wonderful. So, um, what is one tip or one thing you want to, you want to let parents know what, what one thing do you really want parents to understand about this topic? Just, um, when dealing, especially with a teen in general, just be as, you know, communicate with them as much as you can without trying to control their, um, relationship you know, try and try to back off from controlling every aspect of their relationship. Just talk to them about things. How are things going? You know, start with those simple questions. Uh, just communicate with your teen about what they're doing and how they're dating and how's it going. And just look for those signs. Look for those signs that they maybe don't know that you're listening for. Um, that's the best thing I can say. Um, for a parent, just just be on the outlook for those signs of abuse. Listen 
you know, I'm not saying for you to go through your child's phone or listen to every conversation, but just notice those signs and maybe controlling behavior from the other end. Thank you so Thank much, you. Kristen. Yeah, we, we appreciate you being here. And this is a hard topic for yes, parents absolutely. to wrap their heads around. And it's very scary. It is. And scary. like I said, if they need anything, um, any questions or concerns, please contact us. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening, parents. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast, Parenting in Acadiana Podcast. Um, It's available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitchers. Mm